Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is a Locker Room production. Nation, it's your boy Jeremy Brenner, and tonight we're recapping another Rockets loss, but there were some positives to talk about tonight. We'll talk about those. We'll also talk about the negatives that stemmed from tonight's game and a little bit of the future of the state of the Houston Rockets. Jeremy Brenner here hosting The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. It's a Sunday evening. It's about 9.30 Houston time currently, and the game just went final. The Rockets falling short in this one, 122-115. They had a lead for about halfway through the fourth quarter. They were... They were pretty close to the lead. They had one-point leads here and there, three-point leads. I think the lead grew to as much as five in the fourth quarter. But the Pelicans pulled away thanks to 27 points from Lonzo Ball, who returned tonight for the first time in two weeks after an injury. I see that we have some people in the audience tonight. I'm just going to go right into this. 
I'm going to let Josh come up and speak and we can bring people on as the show goes along. So Josh, welcome back to the dream take. How are you, my friend? Josh, can you hear me? It appears that Josh uh, cannot hear me or has chosen to not come up and speak, but hopefully we can get him back soon. But if you are watching or listening to us live on Locker Room, thank you so much for your support and listening to us live. And if you want to interact with us, feel free to use the chat and to hit that speaker request button if you want to come up and talk Rockets basketball with me. Let's see, we got Josh coming back here. Josh. Welcome to the Dream Take, my friend. Is can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. How's perfect, it going? perfect. Uh, you know, not bad, but would have liked the Rockets win to close off an Easter Sunday, but not not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, I'm 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 actually happy with this loss because they actually showed a lot of effort and fault. I just had four key points I wanted to talk to you about. Four key points. All right, let's start First with point of all, number one. Kevin Porter Jr. is really good, but he turns over the ball a lot. He does. He does. He definitely needs to clean that up at, as part of his game. His, he had eight turnovers tonight. Wow. Which is, like... Yeah, 12 points, eight turnovers. Usually when those two numbers are super close, it's not a good thing. It, it seems like he just trying to – it's not even – I mean, he had three passes. I understand he was trying to move the ball at the court, but those other turnovers were by him trying to dribble like Kyrie and just turning the ball over. I was like, what are you, you doing? Know, a lot of that has to do with knowing his strengths and how yes. to use them. And I think that he is uber talented and he knows that, but he doesn't know how to use his talents and like execute them. You know what I'm just trying to say? Yes, sir. Yes, definitely. Yeah. He's, it, it will, it will kind of come as time progresses. And once we get that, uh, once he develops, he'll, I think he, that, that won't even be a problem. Yeah. Uh, although I thought he was off this evening, my co-pilot Michael Brown is here with us this evening. Mike, how you feeling, my friend? It appears that Mike has caught the uh, can't hear me bug. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and start with uh, Josh. This was this was you. This was you two minutes ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna send Mike off to the to the audience while we tell here, tell so. Mike what you have to do is if you're on the app if you're like on the phone like. Flick up on the app and restart yeah, you, it over. If you close the app and come back in, it'll yeah. probably let you back in. But uh, let, let's keep our conversation going. So what else did you want to talk about? Uh, point two, Christian Wood is really good. He needs to develop a post game. It's also fix his shooting stroke. He missed like, what? how many free throws? Like, like eight, seven? It was a bunch of free throws he missed today, which is insane. Yeah, he was eight of 13 from the wow. free throw line. And look, when you're a center, you're going to get to the free throw line pretty often. And having Christian Wood... You know, as a guy there, um, you know, he needs to make his free throws. Same with Kevin Porter. He had those issues uh, a couple games ago. So I'm going to let Mike back on here. Mike, can you hear me now? <laughs> we can hear something. We can hear something in the background. You can't? I can't hear anything. All right. Maybe third time will be the charm when he comes back. But uh, speaking of third point, what was the third point that you had to bring up? Kelly Olenek. Wow. The Olenek Clinic. Wow, that that's all I have for him. Just to say, wow, he's yeah. You know, I, I'll say this. Of course, I'm I'm a fan of Kelly Olynyk, and I do appreciate what he has done for the Rockets this in these past few games. However, I'm starting to get this kind of feeling that they are looking to him more often in games. They look to him more than Christian, Christian Wood. Wood. Yes, and that to wow. me is a slight red flag. 
only because not that look if Kelly Olynyk's making the shots, I'm not saying like don't go to him. He you know nine of seventeen from the field tonight, five threes made. He obviously is you know helping the Rockets in that department. They sorely needed that before the trade deadline, and they got that with Kelly. It, and, it seems it seems like to me. He's more involved in the pick and roll game, and Christian Wood is the one of the person that's standing in the exactly. corner. Exactly. What needs to that. happen is Christian Wood needs to be more like Kelly Olynyk, and Kelly Olynyk needs to be, more, to be like more like Christian, Christian Wood. Wood. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And and I think you know Christian Wood is is starting to adjust to having a guy like that. And look, I don't. I hope that the guy that comes after Kelly Olynyk is more talented than him. I yes. think if they, for instance, get a guy like John Collins, like John that Collins. That would be perfect. Yeah, and I think Wait. that this is kind of a test yes. run to see how it looks with, with playing a true big next to Christian Wood. And I think the results so good. far yeah, good. Are, looking, are looking pretty good. All right, let's see if we can let Mike back up. Mike, third time's the charm. Can you hear me? And crickets. Wow. Unfortunately. Right, well, let's go to the phone. This will be like this will be like a running gag throughout the show. Let's see if we can by the end of the show, because uh, I'm not gonna be off for too long tonight just because it's been uh you know, it's a late night here. I'm on the East Coast, so it's a hour closer to Monday morning. Uh so I'm not gonna be on for too long tonight. But uh Josh, anything else you'd like to add? Yes, the fourth and last pick. Uh, the Rockets have a 23rd and 25th pick. They need a shooter, a lockdown shooter, like a real shooter. If I was them, I would trade those picks and go up in the draft and go get like a Corey Kisberg or somebody that can shoot the ball and be and that is young. I mean, they need a 3 and D player. They need somebody like Clay. honestly. This is what I'm thinking because Avery Bradley and Johnny Jasante is going to develop, but they need a shooter because it's, it's no spacing. Even the Pelicans kind of went into a zone a little bit. Yeah, you know, they definitely need a shooter. There's no there's no mistaking that. I don't know if you can put two shooters out there with those picks. So I, I understand the logic in trading up. But personally, I would use one of those picks to trade out of John Wall's contract. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, Martin, that's a- my you personal... You might both. Trade out of Eric Gordon, too. Get him out of... Chip him out, too. I mean, I personally don't mind having Eric Gordon here. Because I think... Uh, personally, I think that he will be the sixth man next year. I, I think, like, with John Wall, like, John Wall's not coming off the bench. Like, he, it's very clear, John Wall, What's when he's start? on the floor, needs the ball in his hands, wants the ball in his hands, needs to be that guy. And, you know, Eric Gordon doesn't necessarily need to be that guy. He he knows how to play off ball. He knows how to play on ball. And... Yeah. So, but that contract are you gonna are you gonna do that? Are you gonna, are you gonna stay with that contract and with him not being healthy every year? You know, I mean, that's a key point. I feel like everyone everyone got hurt this year. Like this year shouldn't really count towards that, only because like also the and I think we've seen it not just with the Rockets, it, but it's not just with the Rockets. It's with every team. Every team has had to deal with injuries this year Hornets. and especially the team yeah like especially the teams that were in the bubble and players that were in the bubble is what we've noticed like look at lebron like lebron who is and you know, ad super durable and ad both guys that didn't have much of an offseason and on top of that like eric gordon was in the bubble zion brandon ingram and yeah, these guys those, didn't yeah. get yeah, like, it's not just the Rockets that are dealing with all of these injuries, you know? And I think we're seeing more, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but, look, 22 teams were in the bubble last, in, in, um, and look, Daniel House is another example. Daniel House got hurt tonight. We should uh, probably uh, touch on that as well sometime during the show. But, 
you know, this is not like the Rockets have been injured beyond belief this season. And beyond they have, belief. They, yeah, and they have experienced it worse than maybe most teams have, but every team has had to deal with the injury bug one way or another this season for a, for a long period of time, it seems. And honestly, the teams that are probably the healthiest, the Utah. Jazz, the Nuggets. There you go. And who's at the top <laughs> of the standings right now? Utah. Phoenix is another team Sun. that also oh, stayed the, the Suns pretty are healthy. scary team. Scary. Yeah, absolutely. And, hey, we, we see the Suns tomorrow, so we'll get to see that <laughs> firsthand. But, Josh, uh, thank oh, you so one, much for one, coming one on. Last yeah, thing. go one ahead. Thing, Jeremy. Um, as far as, like, I know people support the Rockets all the time. Don't don't get your head down just because they're losing. I'm going to tell you all this. If the Rockets don't get a top four pick this season, you can expect the Rockets to be bad for the next two or three seasons. I'm just letting you all know that. So mm-hmm. let's be aware and be prepared for it. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't cry right. about it. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Let's see if it, Mike. Can you hear me now? Fourth time. Yes, sir. Charm. All yes, right. Sir. There we go. There we My go. Man! What's up, baby? I thought, I thought you were off. I thought you were off tonight. Hey, look. If I if I get to a, a decent spot and I can have a conversation with my man, Jeremy Brenner, I'm gonna have a, a conversation with my man, Jeremy Brenner. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, What's up, thoughts? thoughts? Quick thoughts. Um, I mean, it's a tough loss. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know I, I I've enjoyed the the back and forth that you've had you know about the game tonight. Um, you know, honestly, Jeremy, I <laughs> Jalen Suggs should be a guy this team should be targeting. <laughs> you know, like, I honestly, like, I'm watching the game last night, right. and I, I honestly, like, my first thought. I know you may find this hard to believe, but I was watching the game last night at Dave and Buster's here in Houston, and when he hit that shot, I'm like, you know what? He would look really good next to Kevin Porter Jr. He would. You know, he next, would. He would. Next season. And uh, I did want to come on just real quick and uh, give a moment of silence for for your guy, Ben McLemore. I don't know if anybody's called in uh, between, you know, the game Friday or the game tonight. I did feel like it was in my best interest to at least make an appearance <laughs> and give a moment of silence to, to your guy, Ben McLemore. Well, thank you for that. Obviously, for those who have not been following the Harden My Take slash Dream Take podcast for the past year, I am the president of the Ben McElmore fan club. And he was obviously released by the team over the weekend. And personally, I am I, I think it's it was the right move for both sides. Yep. Obviously the Rockets had no you know, I know Ben McElmore started a game about a week ago with uh, against Minnesota, but it was just not a good fit for what the Rockets are doing than what Ben McElmore is trying to do. And I hope that he catches on with another team. You know, I'm personally, I don't think that the numbers that he put out this season were enough for like a, a team that's contending to be like, yeah, let's absolutely go get Ben McElmore. But at this point, Ben McLemore needs another ch- – like, he needs a fresh start. And he got that in Houston when he came here, and he thrived. And I think that proved enough that Ben McLemore is worth a look. And I don't know if it's going to come this season. I don't know if it's going to come next season. But I hope that Ben McLemore catches on in the league because he was 
he was everything like last season when Ben McMore at his peak, like he was so good and he was so fun to watch. And this season, just the worst case scenario happened for him. I think the worst case scenario happened for a bunch of guys that were in the team were, were with the team last year, back Lamar, Eric Gordon, Daniel house has had, you know, a tough season, you know, all those guys that were on last year's team, PJ Tucker, like every single one of those, as they've been adjusting to this new scheme that didn't really fit that group of guys that were here last year. You know, this team this year versus the team last year, two totally different beasts. And none of the pieces really, except for, you know, maybe Eric Gordon has actually fit on this year's team. So I am, you know, sad that Ben McElmore is not part of the Houston Rockets, but I'm happy because I don't think it was the best place for him at the time. And I'm also really excited to see Armani Brooks, uh, oh. who who the team also oh. brought in. And you know him, Mike, from uh, watching UH basketball over the past couple of years. So when he was at the University of Houston, what were your thoughts on Armani Brooks and what you saw of him in the bubble with the Vipers? You know, what, what can he bring to a team like the Rockets right now? Yeah, to be honest with you, man, it, this is a move that the Rockets made that I love. To me, on its face, this is an A-plus move. Number one, that Armani Brooks is below the age of 25. I want to say he's 23 or 22. Okay. So like a month, he's like a month younger than I am. So yeah, 22. So I I wanted to say he's sub age 25. And you and I, I know the, the amount of shows you and I have done together over the past like six weeks have been very minimal. Mm-hmm. But when you and I talked about Rockets basketball, you and I are on the same page that this team needs to go young. This is a move that I love. Armani Brooks is a straight-up shooter. Like This is a guy that if you give him a decent amount of looks, he's a 30... 30- nine to 43 percent shooter from three in the nba in my eyes if you give him the right amount of looks um he comes from a you know an unbiased opinion he comes from a good program at the university of houston um he comes from a a program that will teach you the 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 fundamentals that i feel like can be used in the league he's going to be a good shooter he's going to be a good defensive guy uh, in the league. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy Brenner, but I honestly feel like the Rockets in this point, you called it a, a, a long time before anybody else that the Rockets just needed to go full youth. And I jumped on that bandwagon. And this is a move that I feel like if you sub out Ben McLemore for Armani Brooks, that's a win for this roster. Yeah, I mean, to, I feel to, like yeah. he has a much higher ceiling than a guy like Ben McLemore. To be fair, I think there were a lot of people that were on the the youth and the tank train before I was because I wanted to hold on to Harden for as long as possible. But as right. soon as Harden left, I think that was when I or as soon as Christian Wood went down, I think that's when I kind of you know accepted the current state of reality, and I'm still kind of in that process of acceptance in a way, but. Yeah, so the thing is, I really like the fact that the team recognized that Justin Patton just was no longer – they they saw all they needed to with Justin Patton. Like, 
there wasn't much more that he could have offered. And especially with the addition of DJ Wilson and Kelly Olynyk, you know, they don't need as many centers or bigs, if you will. They needed more guards. And, you know, I was kind of surprised tonight that we didn't see Armani Brooks. Now, maybe it's only because he just joined the team yesterday or today. You know, it's funny because he was actually about to go on a plane to New Zealand. He had signed a deal with New, uh, with a team in New Zealand. And then he got the call that the Rockets had signed him to a two-way contract. And so I thought that was a really cool story. And to, for it to be the Rockets, the the city that he played his college ball in, I thought was also pretty cool. But I'll say this. I feel like we're going to get at least to some point in the season. You know, right now there are 23 games left in the season. I think in the next 10 or so games, we're going to start to see Avery Bradley phase out of the rotation and guys like Armani Brooks phase into the rotation. You know, it's, it's been Avery Bradley is a weird, like a weird player with this team, just because he doesn't fit the timeline. I know the Rockets are probably trying to see if he's worth keeping for next year, but I think his price tag at $10 million is, is too high. And I don't know if he offers enough, uh, to, to warrant staying with this team. Now, Kelly Olenek's a different story, but also the Rockets might not have, you know, total control over that situation. So I think over in the next couple of weeks, I think you're going to start to see minutes being taken away from Avery Bradley and maybe, maybe DJ Augustine too, although DJ Augustine has, has played very well over the course of his first few games with the Rockets. And he also, he plays a very different position than Armani Brooks. Armani Brooks is just a straight up shooter. Like he gives you a guy, like his job will be to cut to the, cut to the three point line. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll set a screen for him and he'll take the back cut screen and then he'll hit, he'll shoot a three. Like that is his job on the team. And I hope that they incorporate him a little bit more. Um, it, but I think what we've noticed here tonight, tonight we ta- I talked about a little bit with Josh, is I'm a little worried that Kelly Olenek, you know, they're going to him on offense, maybe even more so than Christian Wood. And I would like to see – I don't want to see Kelly Olenek become the focal point on offense. Christian Wood needs to be the focal point on offense. Kevin Porter needs to be the focal point on the offense. It's, it can't be Avery Bradley. It can't be DJ Augustine. It can't be John Wall. This team needs to run through Kevin Porter and Christian Wood win, lose or draw, because that is the only way those two guys are going to get better. And it's the only way the Rockets are going to be able to move forward. If those like the thing is because they, they do have time. Look, Christian Wood is young. Kevin Porter is really young. They, they have time. The timeline for this specific Rockets is three years. If they can, Keep Christian Wood on for longer, then I think this team will be the the core moving forward. However, Christian Wood has shown shown signs. He hasn't looked the best in in the last couple of games, and I'm not sure if that has to do with injuries or just he's cold right now, or he's struggling to fit in next to Kelly Olynyk. Which that it could be a multitude of different things. But I hope that the Rockets can ultimately find the the roles and carve out the identities for these core players that should be part of the team when this team is eventually good again. No, I don't I don't disagree with you. I think it 
I think it comes back to the point of I think Christian Wood. Let me ask you this: Gun to your head is is Christian Wood a franchise player? Yes, I, I do. I do believe that he has shown signs of that. Okay, but he has not shown those signs lately, and. In some ways, this is a "what have you done for me" kind of le- "what have you done for me lately" kind of league, and but he has the physical attributes, yep. and he's shown it before when he was putting up all star numbers before he got hurt. That he can be that guy, but he has to execute a little bit more frequently than he has been. I think the Rockets. I think. When you and I went back and forth with each other about, is he a five? Is he a four? Is he, that doesn't matter. Like the ultimate, the ultimate stat to me is that if you're going to have Christian Wood on your team, which unequivocally, I want Christian Wood as a rocket for the next 10 years, you have to get another big to go along with him. He can't do it by himself. He's not a guy that can anchor a front line by himself. It's not a bad thing, but to me, he's a guy that needs a fellow front line guy. You know what I mean? Like And Kelly Olenek or a guy like Kelly Olenek can be correct. that guy for him. Correct. And I totally agree. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question, right? Would you rather have and tell me if this is out of line. I think the way he's playing right now, Kelly Olynyk's going to get a deal in the range of four years, $50 million. You know, that does sound about right. Yep. It, it does sound like, I think I could, I could see a contract like that. Maybe like 12 million a year, 13 million a year. If he plays at this level for the rest of the season, absolutely. You know, he's he's 29. He'll be 30 in a few weeks. Um, maybe four years is a, is a bit much. Uh, maybe like with a third, a three-year with an option in year three um, for a team option or something like that. I think Kelly Olenek is more likely... See, I would personally want to keep Kelly Olenek just for the sake of using him as trade bait for next season. Oh, absolutely. Well, oh, I, you know what? Because Kelly Olenek is not going to be the the four or a part of the team when the Rockets are good again. But no, but I will say this: they have gotten. Yeah, I mean, from, he has looked what? tremendous in his first couple of games in Houston, and like it, it kind of, he's been playing be- better than Victor Oladipo, and you know that's not necessarily a bar. You know, and it's hard to compare those two just because they're in two totally different situations and two totally different positions, but. I'll say this, he has helped the Rockets in the last few days. Not just on the court, but I do think that he gives Christian Wood more of what they're going to be looking at moving forward. And give, you know, it, it kind of shapes the Rockets more in Steven Silas's image, even if that player may not exactly be Kelly Olenek. It'll be Kelly Olenek's archetype. Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I I think that the way that Fertitta is going to spend on this team, 
let me ask you this. Would you rather have Olenek at four years, 50 million, or John Collins at five years? John Collins. 100? John Collins. Yeah. But I don't think you can I'd get I'd much both. rather have John Collins. I don't know. But you don't need both. You don't need both. You have, you know, I'd rather than see, honestly, you look, Daniel House is out probably for a little while. I, you know, that's a shame that he got injured the way he did. And look, tonight was the third straight night where the Rockets have the same starting five. And it was the longest uh, string of games where the same starting five played. And it looks like that streak's going to be broken tomorrow night. But I personally think that Kelly Olenek should take uh, Daniel House's spot in the starting five. And so you roll with the starting five of Kevin Porter, Sterling Brown, Jay Sean Tate, Kelly Olenek, and Christian Wood. And that frees up more minutes for DJ Wilson. And it yeah. frees up more minutes for KJ Martin, who also had a really good game tonight. We haven't really discussed KJ yet. Uh, he looked, again, very springy, very athletic, nine points. Uh, Could have had some more, I feel. Um, but KJ gives that energy like KJ needs more minutes I think he you know he his minutes have kind of decreased since Kelly Olenek has come in and because they both come off the bench but I yep. think we're gonna see some more minutes from Kelly uh from KJ Martin I think we're gonna see some more minutes from DJ Wilson and you know the Rockets need to really look at what's to come they they need to look at how they want to you know use this sample size and how do you get something of value in these last 23 games? How do you use these 23 games where you're not playing for much of anything tangible, but how can you create enough intangible value in these last 23 games? And I want to throw that uh, question to the audience. Now, if you guys have want to come up and talk about it, feel free to come up and join me and Mike. If you want to drop any dominoes or any uh nuggets of knowledge in the chat feel free to do that as well but so you know they need they as long as they get one nugget of value out of each of these last 23 games towards building something it's like little legos you need you need some legos to build your giant lego sculpture that you see at legoland so hey i i want to i want to ask you this right because you and I, we haven't talked, you know, one-on-one in a while. Yeah. I want to ask you a couple things that I've addressed on, on the Facebook Live, you know, videos that I've done, right? Number one, the fact that DJ Wilson's only getting nine minutes in a game like tonight is unacceptable. Uh, I was surprised that he got some run at the beginning because he hadn't been getting any run. But, but I think... I think that was a sign from Steven Silas that uh, he appreciates what DJ Wilson's doing. He kind of, you know, he's been going with a nine-man rotation lately, but he kind of, you know, opened it up for DJ and gave it some minutes at the beginning of the game. It's still too much. It's still too few. But I think we're going to start to see as, you know, we phase towards the future, I do think DJ Wilson will end up getting more minutes down the line. But my, but my, right. But my question is, he hasn't been getting a good amount of run in these games, and the releasing of Ben McLemore is a good start, you know, I, I to to what the team is looking to do. 
You know, but I I look at the the minute allotment tonight. KJ Martin should be playing twenty eight minutes plus a night, bare minimum. Bare minimum, in my eyes. Yeah, I think also I part of the. But I think, yeah, him and him and DJ Wilson to me are two guys that I feel like the season is over, right? Like the 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 way that this team should be heading in is finding those positives night in and night out, not necessarily yeah. wins, but DJ Wilson and KJ Martin are two guys that I look to, and I'm like, those are two guys that I look to as positive developments moving forward. I would love to have DJ Wilson as my backup power forward for the next three years. That's how I feel. See, I think I think DJ Wilson will look, I think the Rockets gotta make a decision on DJ Wilson at the end of the season. And I'm sure if DJ Wilson was offered a contract by the Rockets that he would take it because I think he's going to need He's going – if he wants to get minutes in the NBA, he's going to need to play for a team that is not contending right away. And I don't think he's going to sign anything more than a veteran minimum salary, similar to what Sterling Brown and David Nawaba got this year. Um, but I'll say this. Does DJ Wilson have a future with this team? The answer is incomplete for what we've seen so far. I think that I'm trending towards yes – I'm trending towards there. there is a spot on this team for him next year. However, given how little minutes he's been getting, and on top of that, you know, with so many injuries in the lineup, like, keep in mind, like, if John Wall were playing tonight, D.J. Wilson wouldn't have seen the court. If Daniel House had, you know, played more, D.J. Wilson would have gotten that second spurt of minutes. If Eric Gordon was playing, probably wouldn't see D.J. Wilson either. Or David Nawaba. Like, you got like there, keep in mind. Yes, there are nine guys that were playing tonight ahead of DJ Wilson, but those are just the nine guys that were available tonight. Like keep in mind, there are other depth pieces that you know could be there or that will be there next year that will be getting minutes over DJ Wilson. So at this point, DJ Wilson's competing for one of the last spots in the for the team next year, and it really isn't that big of a deal. Like DJ Wilson is not a franchise saving play. Like he, he doesn't move no. the needle. He doesn't move the needle enough. And I like, I like DJ Wilson. And honestly, he's played a lot better than I thought he would. But to me, I do think the rocket, given what we've seen from the rockets and considering that he hasn't gotten, you know, the same kind of run when he has every reason to be getting run right now, the rockets are in like a, not a position to win. They have no reason to play, you know, anyone that is like a super veteran and they're doing that with Avery Bradley. They're doing that with DJ Augustine and I don't mind playing those guys. I I do think though that Avery Bradley is going to start to lose minutes as the season progresses and same with DJ Augustine. But like right now, like the team isn't playing for anything right now. So why not play DJ Wilson? And I think the fact that they aren't kind of, you know, shows a little bit as to how the Rockets currently feel about him. And if this is how they're feeling about him now, there's a good chance that he's not going to be able to do enough by the season's end 
to really change their minds. So, you know, maybe he will get those minutes, and I'm sure that he will see a little bit more playing time moving forward. But personally, I don't think it's – I think we've said all we can say about D.J. Wilson at this point. I don't think it's worth talking too much more about. But um, I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for t- uh, tonight. It is getting – quite late here and I have not eaten yet so I really need to do that um, but Mike, uh, you're doing tomorrow's show on uh, Facebook for the Suns? Yes sir So what is one thing that you're looking forward to for tomorrow night and what is one thing that Rockets fans should look at before going to tonight's game? Man, to be honest with you, I mean I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Kevin Porter Jr. play on a, on a night in, night out basis I mean tonight he played 32 minutes, he had 12 points, five rebounds, five assists. You know, seeing the the growth between him and Christian Wood is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I I would like to see, you know, tonight 33 minutes for Kelly Olenek, 26 points and eight rebounds. Look, I mean, the Rockets lost by seven points to the Pelicans tonight. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. The the name of the game for this Rockets team is – whether fans want to admit it or not, it's keep the game competitive for three and a half quarters and lose the game late. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's – I think if you if you had a gun to every Rockets head, that's what they want. You know? Yeah, you know. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, that's honestly, like, what I feel that Rockets fans want is – they want the draft pick. They want the top four picks. So they want the team to stay competitive for as long as they can in the game, but they don't want them to win. So that's what I'm looking for tomorrow night against the Suns is continual growth for Jayshon Tate, who had 19 points, five rebounds, and three assists this evening. Uh, Christian Wood, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., Kelly Olenek. I mean, Kelly Olenek is a guy that, it's going to be a really interesting decision this offseason because I honestly feel like it's going to come down to do you want to re-sign Kelly Olenek or do you want to go after a guy like John Collins? It's going to I be either or. I, I personally think that the Rockets are – I don't necessarily think it's in Kelly Olenek's hands. I think that Kelly Olenek has played in the playoffs, you know, so often. Look, the Rockets do have his bird rights, so the Rockets could offer him more. But personally – I think it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, if a contender offers him the same salary and maybe if he gets a contract at a place that he maybe is a little more closer to home for him, like he is from Canada. So maybe, you know, if a team like the Raptors or something like that pulls in, you know, it might sway his decision. Look, Kelly Olenek's a free agent. So Kelly Olenek gets to decide where Kelly Olenek gets to play. And it's not necessarily up to the Rockets. But I'll say this. Um, I would like to see Armani Brooks tomorrow. Like, maybe we get an Armani Brooks sighting, yep. whether it's, you know, where the team is in garbage time on a blowout, which, honestly, I'm kind of expecting tomorrow. So I would like to see Armani Brooks make his NBA debut, and hopefully we can get some NBA minutes for him. But uh, that's all for tonight's episode of The Dream Take. Thank you so much to our live audience here on Locker Room for participating thank you josh for coming up on stage earlier and thank you guys for supporting us night in and night out here on the locker room app and over on facebook we are doing tomorrow night's show 
uh, on Facebook. So be sure to like us on Facebook if you're over there. And you can also check us out on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN and at the Dream Take. We are the home of all things Houston Rockets over at SBNation.com at TheDreamShake.com. You can follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown, at BSW podcast underscore mb and you can follow me on twitter at jeremy brenner nothing fancy just my name j-e-r-e-m-y-b-r-e-n-e-r and thank you so much for tuning into this episode and until next time go rockets